0: Companies and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we rejoin our ongoing adventure of Horror on the Orient Express. I have gathered our investigative crew with us this evening, and we'll start with introductions. So, to my right, Hello, I'm Mike and I'm playing James Fraser. Very good. And to his right.
1: Hi, I'm Rena and I'm playing Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy.
0: And at the end of the table. Hi, I'm Giles and I'm playing Simon Griffith. To Mr. Griffith's right.
2: Hi, I'm Miranda and I'm playing Maggie Bellinger.
0: And last but most certainly not least.
3: I'm Martin and I'm playing Richard Courtney.
0: And we're going to start with Professor Courtney as it were, and his uh, able-bodied and always vigilant protective uh, service, which is Simon, as they, uh, they're arriving at the home of one uh, Maggie Bellinger. They've collected some books, and they are uh, going to do some research along with her because it's fairly clear that she's not interested in going to the library, and it's also seemingly fairly clear that uh, wherever Richard has laid his head or done work, Um, little bits of skin are beginning to pop up with messages on them. So it's likely safer at the uh, residence of uh, Maggie's Aunt Edith. So we'll place you gentlemen there uh, just approaching the house. We'll say that uh, time-wise it is just into the early afternoon at this point.
3: Right, so Richard will approach the door and uh, knock sharply. Uh, It's probably a few moments for a... uh,
0: an older chap in, say, a uh, uniform of, uh, it's, uh, clearly denounces him as a member of service, uh, answers the door. He looks you and your compatriot there up and down
3: a bit and says, uh, May I help you, sir? Uh, yes, good afternoon. Um, I We're here to see uh, uh, Miss Bellinger. Oh, may I tell her who's calling? Professor Courtney and uh, Mr. Griffith.
0: Hmm. Maggie, you're just inside the doorway area nearby uh, at a nearby table. And you can hear the rather noticeable tones of Richard's voice outside the door.
2: Oh yeah. As soon as uh, Maggie would have heard Richard, she would have had started heading towards the door.
0: Now you see that you know, David is trying to do his duty.
2: Yes, of course. Oh, hello. Hello, Richard. Oh, um, David, it's, it's quite all right. Um, I invited Mr. Courtney over.
0: Mm, all right. He steps out of the way. Please come right in gentlemen.
3: Okay, Can I, I take uh, your coat and your hats? Uh, yeah, yes, 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 please do.
0: Mm, thank you. He takes your uh, items and and then kind of extends his hands towards the parlor and then basically waits to be bowled over by young Miss Bellinger.
2: Yes, of course. And I'm assuming the parlor is separate from the room that's filled with Parisians?
0: Mm, yes. Okay. It's a, a big enough house <laughs> sure. to have it totally separate. Remember the... The Parisians and your uh, aunt mostly sit on um, the patio or veranda, as it were, to enjoy the the cool air as yes. they um, relax.
2: Yeah. Um. Um. Right. This. Why don't we go sit in here, Richard, and we can look over whatever you've uh, brought. Um. Was your search fruitful? I have some
3: ideas, and uh, we we have some some things to uh, to look over, but uh, not not entirely. No.
2: Oh well, I'm I'm quite sorry that I I didn't feel well enough to stay there.
3: Well, I I certainly don't blame you. We um took a trip to my office, and I'm afraid uh um it it appears that um uh, the person you found in the library may have been one of my uh one of my students.
2: One of your students? Well, that can't be a coincidence that. But I'm not sure who knows that I, me, and you know each other.
3: No, I—I I mean, one wonders what were they thinking.
2: Well, perhaps the message that Mister Griffith had uh, spoke about at the library was intended for you and not me. I—I I know you are a, a frequenter of the library.
3: Oh. Oh yes, but I mean that there, there are hundreds of people in the library every day. I, I hope. It wasn't directed at me, but I, I suppose it could have been.
2: You can confirm that it was your student?
3: I believe it probably is. Um, we, uh, we went to my office and, uh, and that of Professor Smith to look for um, any signs of interference. Um, it was the, uh, the idea of, uh, of, of Simon here. And uh, although Professor Smith's office seemed absolutely fine, um, mine had been rifled and papers thrown everywhere complete disorder, except for a note placed on the centre of my desk, which contains some uh, some comment about uh, my student, Simon Wentworth, having, uh, yes, um, yeah, suffered. Um, I thought we put two and two together and assumed that it uh, it may have been him.
2: Oh, well, perhaps it'll be a good thing for us to get out of town soon then.
3: Well, a part of me thinks so, but um, trouble does seem to follow us wherever we go. That
2: <laughs> doesn't seem to be the case lately. Well, uh, what is it that you brought uh, for us to look through?
3: Well, uh, Richard perks up a little bit. He's uh, he's still still shaken by a lot of what's what's just happened. Um, yes, well, I've um. I've tried to find some some interesting books on locations and museums um collections and that sort of thing collectors uh, uh in these these different places in the note that uh beddoes has given us but um i get the impression that um we may be better off looking in the countries that these uh um these these pieces of this artifact may actually be in um yes if if that makes sense um although i do have um some volumes there's uh, a book on museums here in, in Sofia, in Bulgaria. And uh, yes, we have uh, some information here about libraries in Paris. And, and Richard just prattles on for a bit about various books that he's picked up that might that have some ideas in.
2: Here, why don't we uh, sit here together and, and we can can look at them.
3: Yes, so almost like planning a holiday. <laughs> While they're planning a
0: holiday, Mr. Griffith, are you going to maybe perhaps... Uh avail yourself of the telephone here
4: ma'am uh would you mind if i use the phone in your residence here
2: of course and i imagine um like maggie and richard richard are sitting down like together next to each other mm-hmm. and she's just kind of waving off simon like oh oh uh yes it's in it's in the other room
0: you hear some heels on the floor simon as uh, as you get ready to turn towards the you see an older Woman, come in. She's dressed in uh, uh, a nice uh, outfit. She seems to be um, maybe a bit more American than some of the British styles that you'd seen here. At least by first glance, uh, she has um, you know, black but yet graying hair. Moves at a fairly good clip uh, for uh, a woman, probably in her mid fifties, sixties. Oh, I wasn't aware we had guests. You hear Aunt Edith's voice perk up.
2: Oh, uh, uh, yes, Aunt Edith. Um, my apologies. Yes, I invited Mr. Griffith and Mr. Courtney here over. We're going to look through some books about our upcoming trip.
0: Hmm. Oh, is, is that um, Professor Courtney? She steps completely around
3: you, Simon. <laughs> That's fine. So Richard will get up and do the polite thing. Uh, pleasure to see you again. Yes, indeed. Margaret here tells me that uh, you're planning um, a bit of a trip. Yes, um, we we have some... Uh, you, you, you obviously remember Professor Smith. Yes, various places to, to, to go, like a, a bit of a research trip that, uh, that Professor Smith wants us to attend to. Is he doing all right? Oh, I'm afraid he was uh, rather poorly the last time we see, uh, saw him... Hmm um Beddows, um w- was was taking care of him was was going to move him to the country i think perhaps I should telephone him if uh before we leave
0: I would be happy to have you use the, the telephone here it's uh, at your disposal i i wouldn't want to
3: impose uh but, oh, with...
0: no, not at all not at all at, at any point should you need the the phone it's feel free to use it oh thank you would would you like me to uh uh to pass on a message if you speak with him, yes, tell him that. Uh, well, t- tell him we hope he gets us quickly recovered.
3: Yes, no, I, I, I will certainly do that. Um, thank you.
0: Now, uh, should I have David bring in some tea, perhaps, maybe uh, something to eat? Are any of you hungry?
2: Yes, that would be quite nice, Aunt Edith. Wonderful, David. David.
0: She kind of walks off a bit into the back into the other area. She again steps around you, Simon. <laughs>
2: Maggie laughs at that as well.
0: <laughs> One thing Maggie probably would have noted there was that um, Aunt Edith used her proper name Margaret in mm-hmm. front of Richard. Yeah. It felt very strange, probably.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, I've already clarified with Richard that he can just call me Maggie.
3: Richard is probably feeling quite awkward at this point, not knowing really how to refer to her, whether it, it should be Margaret or Maggie. So he's, he's going
0: gonna... you're to... You're actually quite flush. Like you feel yes. like
3: the, the face... that
0: the. the You feel your skin and your face is on fire. (laughs) He's going to fall that
3: sense of unease away and uh, and remember it occasionally. (laughs) All
0: right. So, uh, Mr. Griffith, you find the telephone. Uh, It is a relatively easy device to use, one you've utilized on many occasions. So uh, where are you ringing first?
4: I'm going to be ringing Scotland Yard, and I'm going to request the inspector who was... uh... I was informed of by the major. Uh,
0: so the inspector you want to speak with is Inspector Barrington. You would still hear his voice ring in your head. Um, before we totally leave uh, Maggie and Richard, though, if the two of you are going to do a little bit more research, you can go ahead and make me uh, library use rolls if you'd like. Of course. Uh, and then we'll get back to that in a second. So, uh, Simon, uh, you ring up uh, Inspector Barrington. Um, you, uh, A pleasant lady uh, answers the phone and you hear a voice say, Who may I say is calling?
4: Ma'am, my name is Simon Griffith. I'm an associate of the Major, Major Pierce. And Mm. uh, I was directed to speak to Inspector Barrington if he has a few moments.
0: Mm. Yes, one moment. I'll see if he's available. You get put on hold just temporarily. Then there's a a hum a bit. And then there's a a, a series of clicks. There's two of them and then a third. And you hear kind of a strong... Older man's voice, take the line. This is Barrington. Inspector, uh, my
4: name is Simon Griffith. I'm an associate of Dr. Pierce.
0: Oh, Pierce, yes. Uh, yes, he rang me, uh, said you might be calling. Yes, I
4: was the one who informed Dr. Pierce of the uh, the body that was discovered at the one residence.
0: Mm, yes, shocking, huh?
4: Do you have an identity on that body confirmed?
0: Well... Uh, not as of yet. No one has come to claim what's been left, uh, sadly. Um, but from the identification that we have on the body, I can tell you that it was a student at the local university here. Appears to be a
4: Williams, correct? My information is fairly good, yes. Yes, I'm currently uh, in communication with his professor. They're the, obviously the resident. Hmm. Is the house... Currently closed down.
0: It is for the moment. We were looking to speak with the professor. Is he going to be making himself available, or should I have someone from the yard come and look him up?
4: This is a situation. Let me be frank. The professor will be leaving town shortly. I do wish him to speak with you. He also wishes to go through his house and collect a few things. I believe we can take care of all this at once.
0: Yes, I suppose if... He would be good enough to meet me there. I could have some very pointed questions for him. Now, is there anything else?
4: I have one other question because it was noted by one of our associates that uh, there was a body that was discovered at the muse or at the library yesterday.
0: It didn't make it into the papers. You hear a series of shuffling papers across the phone. I don't have anything here for a library. You're you're, you're sure?
4: Yes, it was a skinned body discovered in the British Library.
0: Skinned? Yes. Mm. I don't have anything on a skinned body. I don't have anything on a body found in the library. This is an issue, then. It doesn't mean that it simply hasn't made it to my desk.
4: I believe they may be linked. How so? The people who are after the professor, I believe, left this body as a warning for him at the library... Because the professor
0: frequents that library. You think these two are connected and it's targeting him?
4: Correct. This would be one of the reasons why we are removing the professor from uh, London as soon as possible. It is not to avoid any, of course, investigation, but it's for his own health.
0: You do understand, Mr. Griffith, that that's exactly what someone might say if they had committed two murders. I will be accompanying him. Well, uh, Major Pierce and I go back to the war. I trust him to assess character, and he's told me that you're on the right side of this. So I'm willing to take that on account, but I need to know your movements. I need to know where you're going to be. If there's. I, can't, I simply can't have him skip town and then need to question him again. Investigator,
4: uh, I will keep you in the loop. I will not tell you all our movements because some may be circumspect, of course, you understand our business, but I will keep you in the loop on where we are planning on being at some point, and we may also need to ask you for some help further down. We have some investigating we are going to be doing.
0: Is it an association with the, the, the source of these murders? Yes. I would be willing to agree to the terms, provided that uh, the professor will make himself available to us today at some point or tomorrow at his at his residence outside. We can agree upon a time, but it must be within the next 24 hours.
4: I believe tomorrow in the late morning would be best, sir, for the simple reason it's already going on evening here now.
0: Well, let me be clear then the professor is not to leave London until we've spoken of course Uh, what time would be best for you sir 10 a.m. at his
4: place of residence across the streets across the street it'll just be me I'll be waiting on him of course sir all right so we will set that up we have a concern over how do I phrase this sir the body in the library if you could find out or have it identified that would be incredibly useful We have some ideas, but we need confirmation.
0: Well, I need to report that there has been a body. You say it was skinned. It was skinned. It was
4: reported to the librarians. They called the constables. So I'm afraid it should already be there somewhere. You should have paperwork somewhere in your branch, shouldn't you?
0: Well, there is more than one inspector than just me. So perhaps it's hit someone else's desk, but I will... I will find out what I can before our meeting tomorrow at ten a.m. Of course, sir. Well, um, I appreciate you reaching out and contacting uh, me, Mister Griffith. I will. Uh, I will look forward to speaking with Professor. Thank you, sir. He hangs up. And now I call the major. So, after a little bit of time on the phone, you get connected up with uh, Major Pierce. Major. Griffith, uh, mind yourself. You should be calling me doctor nowadays. Of course, sir. So what uh, What did you need?
4: I just got a hold of Inspector Barrington. Hmm. Thank you for taking care of that earlier. We are going to be speaking with him tomorrow. We will also be leaving the country soon. Hmm. Uh, I have spoken to the inspector on the grounds that he understands that we will be doing this. So he'll be asking some questions of... Uh, one of the individuals I am currently
0: working. Well, it's probably for the best. You don't want to start off on this journey with a a nagging biting at your heels from Scotland Yard. They have a long reach, mind you.
4: Which is precisely why I am hoping to work with them and use them and if possible yourself to possibly introduce ourselves to other people and departments on our way.
0: It's possible. I have quite a few contacts around Europe, but it's important that you understand that there is a difference between what we would call hard strength and soft strength. Uh, Most of my communication dealings, my assistance, is going to be used in in soft strength, a, a word spoken, a letter sent, rather than you marching in somewhere and dropping my name everywhere. Which is precisely
4: why I'm asking you now. Well, I do appreciate that.
0: Uh, I saw your um, requisition request. Yes, sir. Um, you do realize that the Orient Express might might uh, turn up their eyes a bit, not to mention that uh, it's possible that if your luggage is inspected, some of the customs agents might not look so kindly on some of those items. The rifles, sir? No, no Simon, not the rifles. You know what I'm speaking of.
4: That's why I requested that be be secreted, sir.
0: Yeah, oh, and I am help. I'm happy to do some of it, but you must understand. Um, we must come to an understanding that uh, while I could supply it and can supply it, um, you are taking a risk by having it secreted away. If it is found, there will be no way I can assist you in getting out of such um, calamities.
4: How about we reduce the amount then?
0: Yeah, that seems fair. I'll find some way to get um, some of it to you. It's it's useful if it becomes necessary, but uh, obviously it's quite volatile.
4: I understand completely, sir. If you wish not to send it to me, can you have it waiting at certain stops? Oh, uh, uh, maybe a little easier, yes. Would that be a soft strength as you were discussing?
0: It's much more possible for me to um, perhaps uh, get something set up in France or even in Italy on a on a, uh, packed into the furlough rather than leave London with it. Although, oh, we can probably speak a bit later on it, but you want to prepare yourself for going into Italy. Things have changed after the war.
4: This would be one of the reasons why you initially assigned me to this. For
0: that Mussolini fellow, correct? That's right. It's, it's critical, as I mentioned before, he not be able to get his hands on what uh, the professor has.
4: That's not a problem, sir. Um, it appears also there may be uh, a need or a stop in either Greece or Sofia.
0: Hmm. Well, um, both places could be potentially problematic.
4: All right, sir. I will be keeping you in the loop carefully, and we will do what we can.
0: Very well, then. Just uh, advise me before you... Are you planning on leaving this week, is it? Yes? Yes, sir. All right, well, I'll draw up something and uh, maybe we can have something waiting for you in Paris then. Excellent, sir. All right, so we'll go back to Richard and Maggie there, sitting nearby, reading over books as uh, David's brought in the tea and uh, perhaps small cheese sandwiches or (laughs) um, hors d'oeuvres or whatnot. I don't
2: know. Uh, yes, and you want us to make a library use roll? I do. Okay.
0: Both of us or just one of us? I guess the question, that beggars the question, Richard. You're going to make her do all the reading or are you going to
3: read along with her? Oh, I think Richard will be reading along there. Yeah, well, there you go.
2: I can read out loud if you'd like when I find an interesting part.
3: So <laughs> oh, I think Richard is nervous. He rolled a 92. <laughs>
2: And Maggie is uh, Maggie rolled a 27 against 50.
0: We'll get to you in just a second then, Maggie. It's not that you're particularly having a hard time finding things. It's that every time Maggie's hand goes left to move a page from right to left, her hand gets closer and closer to you physically, and it's a little distracting maybe. But for your part, Miss Bellinger, you find a wealth of information on Paris and uh, the museums there. But what you zero in on with your successful library use role is that um, whomever this, um, this count was or whomever this, uh, this noble person was that uh, is supposedly connected to one of these pieces that Dr. Smith is looking for, you're thinking that you might want to look into some burial records uh, while you're there in the library. It's also likely that you're going to want to focus in on the French Revolution, while you're there as well, so you have some topics specifically to look for. Maybe even some land use records. Maybe there's some. If he was some sort of noble, maybe he ordered he ordered a, a property.
2: Yes, and kind of as we're going, um, I'll I will be pointing out. Oh, Richard, look at this interesting piece of information here. It might be useful if we were to to check out um, some further records while we're at the library, or perhaps you could go. You know, check check them out for
3: us. Oh, I see. I think it might be better to check these out in in France. Um, I'm not sure the burial records for uh, for the French would be in in London, but um, yes, no, it's a, it's a, certainly a fantastic idea. Um, I, I hadn't really thought of that.
2: Yes, of course. Sorry, my my mind sometimes drifts elsewhere, but it is quite exciting um, doing this research with you.
3: Yes, uh, research can be a lot of fun. Richard's going to try and do the uh, the gallant thing and uh, grab a plate of sandwiches. And uh, uh, oh, um, a sandwich!
2: Oh, um, yes, of course. Cheese, I believe. Oh yes, I do well, enjoy these.
3: Cheese. Um, uh, did did I say I was um, born in, uh, in 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 Cheddar? Um, the cheese.
2: I I don't think that you did. Ha <laughs> ha.
3: Yes, no, that's uh, that's that's where my family come from. Yes, my, my parents had a little farm there, and uh, I, I I was brought up. And um, yes, it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice farm.
2: Yeah, uh, yes, it, it seems like academia is more uh, your area than cheese.
3: Yes, I'm I'm, f- I'm far more comfortable around books.
2: <laughs>
0: but... Aunt Edith steps back in just for a moment, and she, uh, oh, uh, I see David's got you all tucked away and set then. Yes.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Um, Richard was uh, just telling me about how his family's from cheddar. Oh, well,
0: wonderful. Then uh, I can't imagine these uh, cheese sandwiches are any good then. You probably had far better. Oh, no, they're they're, they're splendid. Absolutely wonderful. Tell me, Richard, I I don't know much about you. She kind of strides over and sits down close by. Um, You pick up a um, Richard, you you pick up a a bit of a, a scent on her. It's uh, a little strange. It almost kind of reminds you of of maybe being in church as a kid. There's some um, there's an aromatic. It's not bad. Maybe a bit flowery. Hmm.
3: Would Richard know what that is? Would he recognize it? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard starts, "I uh don't know if uh, Mag- uh Margaret was um had explained. I'm I'm a, a professor at the uh... At the university um a professor in mathematics well that's i'm sure that's wonderful how uh, how did
0: you come to such a
3: position oh you know um of course uh, professor julius smith uh, he's uh, he has relatives uh, near my uh, my parents farm in in cheddar and uh, um, we met at a market one day and uh, um we, we sort of well, the families at least kept, kept in touch ever since and uh, um julius was kind enough to uh, to to sort of uh, uh, see me through school and uh, yes uh, he, he's hes he been a fantastic mentor
0: simply but a man but a lion of heart that is that is Smith as I knew him
3: you're going along on this trip with uh, Margaret then it, well yes indeed it was um, uh, Professor Smith's idea that we should um, uh, continue his research whilst he's uh, uh, convalescing
2: hmm I think that Professor Courtney is, would be quite a fitting escort on this journey.
0: Hmm. She nods in agreement. Yes, yes, no, he seems um, quite well knowledgeable. And uh, perhaps even uh, you could find a way to uh, help Margaret here see Paris
3: more. It'd be wonderful for the two of you. Yes, I mean, my mother always wanted me to travel. It's busy at the uh, at the university, you know. Hmm. Indeed.
0: Simon, you returned to the front uh, parlor room where they're having this chat Oh, Aunt Edith stands up I'm sorry uh, I didn't introduce myself earlier and um, she look, turns to you Maggie, this is another of your
2: uh, friends? Yes, uh, this is uh, Mr. Simon Griffith Hmm
0: She uh, extends her hand very carefully
2: He'll be coming with us as as well on our travels
4: even in ma'am. I take her hand uh, carefully. Hmm.
0: So you're along for the journey as well, then? I am the professor's keeper. Well, um, she she kind of um, after you're done with her hand, she kind of takes it back and and covers her other hand with it. But his his keeper, hmm, his uh, professor. You uh, you need
3: keeping. She kind of smiles. <laughs> it's an interesting turn of phrase. Yeah, yes, Mr. Griffith here is uh, um, sort of assisting with uh, some of the more practical aspects, some of the more physical aspects of our uh, of our journey. Which aspects of, of that journey would it be? What uh... um, Richard's looking a bit flustered and stuck for words here. Um, you're never quite sure um, uh, yeah, um, with the, with the research. Uh, there, there may be a, an element of archaeology, um, ma'am. I... I'll be carrying his books. Oh. oh.
0: Oh, my, she chuckles, <laughs> carrying his books. So you're um, a walking library, then?
4: That would be one way of saying it, ma'am. What part of um,
0: Appalachia are you from?
4: Appalachia, ma'am. I'm from West Virginia.
0: Ah, I see. Yes, well, uh, our family's back from the States as well. M- Ms. Magus said so. Please, uh, have something to eat. Perhaps, uh, I don't know if you, if you drink tea, but I can, I can make you coffee if you'd like.
4: Coffee would be wonderful, ma'am.
2: The coffee is quite nice here.
4: I can keep an eye on your daughter too while we're on the trip. Oh,
0: <laughs> she uh, she gives a very short laugh. I think perhaps you'll find, Mister Griffith, that Maggie can take care of herself quite well. I'm sure she can, ma'am. I can see that. But she still want, might
4: want someone to carry a bag or two when she's mm. busy talking with folks.
0: Of course, of course. The coffee straight away. Then she turns and walks out of the room.
4: Miss Maggie?
2: Uh, yes, Simon.
0: Y'all are going to be the death of me.
2: Well, that may be true. <laughs> All
0: right, so we're going to move camera, and we're going to go to same day, just that late afternoon at Kensington. Lady Elizabeth and uh, Miss Fraser have returned from their trip. They've had a few hours to themselves. And uh, to kind of reflect and to... To relax, I'm sure that the trip back has been um, quite something for the both of them. And so we'll pick it up there at Kensington with uh, Mr. Fraser attending Lady Elizabeth. Fraser. Yes, your ladyship.
1: Close the door for a moment, please.
0: Uh,
5: yes, uh, of, of course, your ladyship. How can I help you, your ladyship?
1: And she looks a little bit uncertain of herself, which is very rare for her. Uh, Fraser. I had a somewhat disturbing conversation with his lordship while we were down at Maplebrook.
5: I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, Is there anything that I can do to help?
1: Yes, that's why I want to discuss this with you. Uh, you served uh, my father shortly before you worked for Raymond and then before you worked for me, uh...
5: Indeed, I did, Your Ladyship, and, and a great honour it was, too.
1: You are aware of uh, the Earl's indiscretions?
5: It's really not my place to say, Your Ladyship. Um,
1: well, yes, it rather is right now, Fraser. It has some bearing on what I would like to discuss with you, so no need to be <sighs> reticent with me right now.
5: Um, well, Your Ladyship, if you, There are certain things that uh, it's not right and proper for a gentleman's gentleman to speak of. Uh, But uh, if you were to press me, then I would have to say that uh, I was aware that uh, his lordship had his little peccadilloes.
1: Yes, well, it appears that uh, one of his little indiscretions may have had a rather embarrassing results for the rest of the family.
5: Yes, I I, I think I'm... I follow your uh, train of thought, your ladyship. yes. I am.
1: Yes, so Raymond has has informed me that a young man, calling himself Alexander, has presented himself as my father's son. And while there is no chance, of course, of him laying claim to the title or our lands or or anything of that sort, as if he is father's son, he's a bastard. It could cause considerable embarrassment for my family, particularly my mother and, of course, his lordship.
5: Yes, yes, quite so. Quite so, your ladyship. I I dare say if the man were to go to the courts or to the press, it uh, yes, I can can see how it would be a a rather... uh, Unpleasant situation for the for the family.
1: Well, the thing is, he's already gone to the courts, apparently. And really. We have no information on this young man. We don't know anything about him. Raymond couldn't even find him, so we don't know which of our father's women he he is descended from. But I rather suspect, and I'm going to pull that picture. Out of my uh, out of my bag and show it to, to Fraser I rather suspect it might be this woman it's the only lead I have at the moment
5: oh I don't think I've ever seen this this lady before uh, yes
1: yeah, so I think she might have been before your time I have
5: judging from her age in, in, in the in the picture at any rate I, I dare say she would have been um, so you, you, you know nothing about this young man other than his first name.
1: I can only give you what Raymond gave, and that's not very much, and this picture, but I have some very strange memories, Fraser, of seeing this woman with father when I was a small child, so I rather think, since Alexander's claiming to be an older child, that it's very likely that she has something to do with it. And I was wondering if you have any connections, if you could speak to William, as I understand you you know where he is. If you could speak to him about who this person may be, or or any other leads you can help me out here with Fraser, because I must admit I am at a loss.
5: Uh, yes, I, I believe that William has managed to secure some uh, employment, um, albeit in a somewhat lower position with the, uh, I think it is the the, uh, the Carruthers family there across on the other side of town. Um, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can get in touch with him and. Uh, We'll see if we can hammer this out. Um, I wonder, though. I wonder, though, if if, if this is uh, could this be in any way connected with the burglary at uh, 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 Maplebrook, Your Ladyship?
1: Yes, I think so. I'm not quite sure how exactly, but the timing does seem to be far too much of a coincidence, and you know how I feel about coincidences.
5: Hmm. Yes, and and. And also the uh, the nature of the items taken. I think uh, it does yes. seem, to, as you say, to be rather more than than a coincidence. Uh, but I still wonder about this um, a cologne. I think that, uh, uh, that Mr. Meadows said that, that, that there was a lingering smell in the room of, of, a, of a very a very heady um, perfume. This, that, 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 that seems somewhat uh, somewhat unusual for uh, I don't know. Um, so we know this this chap's name is Alexander. We know that he has gone to the courts. There must be some record with the courts, though. surely, if, if he has actually taken this as far as the courts, that the court records would show the the name and details of the of the claimant, surely, and and his solicitor as well.:
1: Well, I can call Raymond and ask if, if he got that information, I suppose. he didn't seem to have very much. He was just notified mm. that the court uh, was uh, was accepting it but I, I rather think, with your note about the uh, the cologne Fraser, I'm going to look back at the picture again, that the, the woman does seem a bit well, foreign, wouldn't you say?
5: Uh, she, she does ha- have a darker complexion, indeed, indeed, your ladyship. Um, I couldn't rightly say exactly what nationality she might be, but uh, yes, yes, I, w- I wouldn't say she is... Uh, she was of the British Isles, certainly not, not born in the British Isles. No, 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 not, not from the look of her.
1: Well, if she is my, and there's a massive wince, uh, half-brother's mother, then it's entirely likely uh, that he is of a similar persuasion, could explain the cologne. As, as I rather believe, it was either him or one of his agents who broke into the house
5: does seem rather likely indeed, yes, he's looking for some sort of uh, paperwork to substantiate his claim. Though I don't, I really don't understand exactly what he's attempting to achieve here other than embarrassing the family.
1: I don't rightly know either, Fraser, but uh, you know, we've had these intersections with these, uh, these Turkish gentlemen, I believe, and that's yet another coincidence that I don't quite like.
0: Surely you don't
5: think the two are connected, do you?
1: Well, Fraser, we have this strange, foreign-looking woman, could be from, from that area, I suppose, and popping up around the same time as all of this strange adventure is going on. I don't like it. I don't like how they're happening all at the same time. Mind you, they could just be completely separate, but...
5: You don't think it possible that this, the lady in this picture here is uh, is connected in any way with, with the book that your father had possession of that he passed down to you?
1: I am quite certain she is.
5: Mm. Well, then, if that is the case, then perhaps, perhaps these uh, these Turkish gentlemen, these uh, Mehmet Makirats, uh, however many of them there may be, uh, perhaps there there is a, a closer connection than than we saw at first. Well, I will I will make some inquiries, your Ladyship. I will speak to William. Uh, I will also see if I can. Uh, Get any information uh, from the uh, f- from the courts um, if I can find out where and when these claims were made and, uh, and any details. If there is a solicitor involved, perhaps uh, perhaps one might be able to find a way of communicating with him. I take it uh, your brother's solicitor uh, is is dealing with the case from his perspective.
1: Yes, and I rather gather there's more pressure being put on from some uh, higher levels. If you know what I mean.
5: Ah. Ah yes, I I I believe uh, yes, I believe I'm with you, your ladyship. Indeed, indeed. Well, perhaps the uh, perhaps the pressure from those uh, higher levels that you speak of uh, can be brought to bear in a swift and sure fashion.
1: I just would like this taken care of as quickly and quietly as possible. I don't want my dear dear mother having to deal with any of the press or any of this sort of nonsense.
5: No, no, I I, I take it your mother is not aware of the situation as yet.
1: No she would be devastated
5: indeed best kept that way then uh, then I, I think uh, one uh, one wouldn't want to upset her unnecessarily I'm sure I'm sure this can all be dealt with uh, if uh, if the gentleman uh, well not to put uh, not to put too fine a point on it if the gentleman would, would accept a, a cash settlement or something of that nature in order to uh, stop pursuing the matter further than and, and retreat back into the into the shadows then that might be best for all concerned.
1: I have discussed this with his lordship, and that is what we would prefer. Mind you, Fraser, my mother is a very intelligent woman. She knew about father's little dalliances, but she was not aware he was so careless enough to leave the evidence behind. We cannot let this get back to her.
5: No, of course not, your leadership. Absolutely not. Uh, No, yeah, well, you can be sure that I will... Remain as as I always try to be, uh, uh, the soul of discretion in this matter.
1: Yes, I know I can rely on you. Well,
5: mm. oh, okay. I understand uh, that, uh, your ladyship, that uh, we have uh, we have visitors this afternoon for tea. Uh, do you know uh, who exactly will be joining us? How, and I can tell Cook uh, how many uh, places to set for.
1: Well, I invited the professor and uh, his his caretaker, whatever whatever he calls himself, Mr. Griffith.
5: Mr. Griffith, yes, yes, yes. Uh,
1: an extra place, just in case, um, Mr. Fraser, because I have a feeling that now that we're back in London, where the Professor goes, the American goes.
5: Indeed, the ever-present Miss Bellinger, yes, yes. I'm, uh, I have no doubt that uh, her face will appear in the doorway if his does. Yes, Well, yes. I, shall, uh, I shall go and uh, make things ready for them then. Uh, what time are you expecting them?
1: Around four, I believe.
5: Very good your leadership. Uh, Well, as I say, leave it with me. I will do the very best I can, and uh, I shall uh, let you know as soon as as I have uh, any uh, pertinent information for you.
1: Thank you, Fraser.
0: Wonderful. Okay, so uh, we'll flash back to um, Hyde Park and to the Bellinger residence, and uh, I believe there are some other items we need to attend to. Professor? Uh, Yes? I, I
4: poke Richard noticeably in the shoulder to distract him from Maggie. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's a spook you said you were gonna phone uh Wentworth correct oh yes I had kind of thought yes yes I can do go ahead and do that sir we can always uh drop by later but let's see if the de- the gentleman is in
3: yes I think I'd rather phone um Maggie is it is it okay for me to uh, to use the telephone
2: oh um of course yeah
3: was it in the hall? Richard's just looking awkward. He doesn't know where he's going.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, of course. Here, I can show you where it is, and I will show Richard the way. Oh, thank you. You
3: go down a, a small hallway,
0: and pop, there it is. A little section, a little table for you to use the phone, and there's a, a pad and, like, a a nearby pencil with, you know, stationary to you to make notes if you need to. It's, an all, it's a whole setup. Mm-hmm.
2: And Maggie will, like, like, slight brush on the the shoulder with her hand and say, um, I'll, I'll just be uh, reading while I wait for you.
3: Oh, I'll be back in a moment. Richard will withdraw his notebook, um, which he always carries with him, and uh, that should have uh, Simon Wentworth's number and address in it.
0: You're going to call Mr. Wentworth, then? Uh, yes, indeed. All right. Uh, it rings for quite a bit of time, and then uh, eventually probably... Five or so rings into it. um, You hear a voice pick up. Uh, uh, Hello?
3: Yes, I wonder if you can help me. I'm looking for Stephen. It's uh, Professor Courtney from the university. Oh, Professor, it's... uh,
0: He's not here. He's uh, been gone for some time. He should be at university with you.
3: You hear him uh, chuckle. Yes, well, uh, that was quite my thought. Unfortunately, I've not seen him for a few days. Well, uh, I know it's... Just
0: the weekend, so perhaps he's uh in the dormitory there, just uh maybe having uh hopefully he's doing his homework.
3: Yes. Yes, indeed. Um yes, we are rather busy this term with uh um with assignments, but um I'm I'm sure he'll uh he, he'll reappear next week at uh Yes, no. In,
0: in no doubt, when he makes his face shown to you in class, you tell him
3: I said hello. <laughs> I, I will do indeed. I thank you. So, Richard is also going to see if he can phone Professor Smith, or Beddoes anyway, just to see how the, uh, the professor's doing before he leaves. Okay, so your plan
0: is to ring the uh, shop in Cheapside and see if you can yeah, get in them. touch with him? Okay, you ring. Um, it again goes for a few rings and then you hear a, um, a lady's voice pick up the phone. Uh, master's residence...
3: Hello there. Uh, I was trying to get hold of um, uh, Beddoes and, and uh, Julius Smith. Oh, um,
0: I don't know. We we just taken up uh, renting here
3: just uh, the other day, which we just moved in. Oh, did the uh, did the, the previous tenants leave a, a forwarding address or, or telephone number? Uh, not a scrap of paper. Oh, I see. I, uh, I'm I'm sorry to have disturbed you. Mm.
2: Yes. Good day.
3: Yes, uh, good day to you.
2: Oh, uh, welcome back, Richard.
3: I tried calling Stephen. Um, his parents are a little concerned; they haven't seen him, but uh, he, he doesn't seem to be there. Uh, but, but more concerning, um, Professor Smith has moved. I called um, uh, the place in Cheapside, and uh, uh, somebody's just moved in. He's, he's no longer there. Yes, it's, it's most unusual, most strange.
2: Well, that is it's quite quite concerning. Well,
3: Beddoes did say that uh, he'd keep everybody in touch, and, uh...
2: Perhaps, yes, he he'd left for his own safety.
3: Oh, I know they were planning on moving to uh, to somewhere in the country, but uh, I, I had rather hoped to uh, to get in touch before we left again.
2: Well, hopefully he'll be reaching out to us.
3: Yes. Yes, maybe that's what he'll do. Maybe he's left a note at my, uh, my house. Speaking of
4: your house... You and I have an appointment with someone tomorrow at ten. Connection with my house? Yes, sir. What the devil's that all about? You said you wanted to go
3: back through it, sir, for some of your clothes, correct? Well, y- y- yes, I mean, you suggested I could buy some more, but I I, I would rather like to see the place and make sure it's uh, all okay and in one piece still. Yes, sir, and we'll, we'll take care of that tomorrow. Oh, good. And then who-, who, is this? who is this appointment? It's with Scotland Yard. Oh, well, I guess that's understandable.
4: Effectively, sir, if you are going to leave the country, they wish to make sure that you are not a person of interest.
3: The person? Me?
4: Do you not own the property that the body was found in?
2: A body was found somewhere? What? Are you talking- You're not talking about the library, are you? Richard, what is it that he's talking about?
4: Apparently there are bodies
3: everywhere, Miss Maggie. This one was found in Professor's house. It wasn't there. Oh, my Um, goodness. Mr. Mr. Griffith found it. um, Yes, most disturbing. One of of my students.
2: So uh, one of your students was found at your house, and the gentleman that we found in the library was also one of your students?
3: And Julius as well. I I fear they're after me and the people I know. Don't sign up for any of the Professor's classes, Miss Maggie. Richard gives Simon a, a, a grim stare. He's
2: not yeah. impressed. So, so does Maggie. <laughs> um, well, I, this is this is no time for joking, Mr. Griffith, if Mr. Courtney's life is in danger.
4: Why do you think I'm here, Miss Maggie?
2: Well, I, I didn't know the whole story.
4: I am the professor's
3: keeper. This would be why.
2: So I see why that would be necessary now.
3: I think we were all together probably when the, 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 the first chap met his, his end, and, and 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 the second time I I was in uh, Maplebrook with um yes, 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 yes. They can't believe it was me. But uh, and, and you can be a witness, and and you. Oh yes, of course. Yes, which has never been in trouble before. This is uh, this is very foreign to him.
4: This needs to be done as things are done by the book.
3: Yes. He's going to ask
4: you some questions. Then we're going to go through your house. You are going to collect your few items, and we all will be ready to leave. Yes. Yes, a body was found in the professor's house, Miss Maggie. And yes, a body was found in the library. We know the body found in the professor's house was one of his students, The body in the library is not yet identified, but was probably went with. And this is all a dangerous situation. Are you sure you still wish to come? Of course I do. All right, then.
2: I'm not one to shy away from danger.
4: It would be nice to have somebody there. You may wish to prepare yourself for danger, then, ma'am.
2: I see. All
0: right, then. So I suppose with what you've gotten a chance to research between the phone calls, you have some semblance of an idea of maybe where you'll go when you get... To Paris, but before you get there, you have a meeting—the aforementioned meeting with the inspector—which is what we will roll to. So, I would imagine you two gentlemen, at some point near the evening, uh, near the evening's end, see yourself out, or are uh, or is let out then by uh, Aunt Edith and uh, and Maggie, and then we'll, we can pick up in the morning with the scene outside of Richard's house. So, it's a Monday morning now. There's a stiff rain in the air for sure. And it's the type of rain that pelts large drops. And so an umbrella for the poo you is definitely required. Then, at about 10 a.m. or so, the two of you meet, just across the street from your house, Richard, the two of you meet a tall, black shape in the form of an inspector from Scotland Yard. He is brass buttons and all... To you, Richard, he's, he's probably slightly terrifying Having never been in any sort of legal incident before And uh, as you, the two of you approach him He seems to take a very long look at you
3: uh, Simon, is this the uh, the gentleman we're meeting?
4: Morning, sir
0: Good morning, Mr. Griffith
4: Identification,
0: sir He uh, opens the jacket and his lapel And you can see his Scotland Yard inspector badge Probably the only thing that gleams here
4: Do you have anything that confirms you are Barrington? Of course, I've never seen you, sir. That's why I'm asking.
0: Of course, I can appreciate your concern. He opens uh, a small leather uh, case and you see uh, an actual written inspector's badge and then his picture next to it.
4: Thank you, Inspector. I extend my hand
0: to him. He takes it. Professor Courtney, is it? Yes, yes. Professor Richard Courtney. Inspector turns just slightly and looks at the house.
3: Vauxhall's a wonderful area. Yes, I mean, I come from a family of modest means. Hmm. From the southwest, you understand. I'm not, uh... uh not, not born into money. He takes out a small
0: pad of paper and his writing implement. So tell me, when was the last time you were
3: inside the residence? Call cool, the exact date. Um I, I came back here with, uh with Mr Griffith we'd um we'd been to a a, a dinner um near the uh, oh, I don't remember the name of it um uh, Richard's getting really flustered and um there were these uh, these, these um a turkish gentleman and uh, who was um yes uh, uh and, and Mr Griffith accompanied me, accompanied me back home and uh, oh, it was a terrible sight we we we, we found one of my students somewhat dead. Uh, you you did not find him?
0: No. Tell us, Mr. Griffith, who found the student.
3: What happened
4: is that the professor was staying at a hotel. Hmm. I came to investigate the house because of what had happened to Dr. Smith's house with the potential arson, which I believe you are aware of, correct, sir?
0: Yeah, we, I am aware of it, and it is arson.
4: And as prof- professor here, the Professor Courtney, was, call it the Bentee, a student of Dr. Smith, he was the next target. So I thought I would investigate the house myself.
5: Hmm.
4: That is why, I, that is where I found the body. And I contacted our associate, who in turn contacted you.
0: This Turkish gentleman, for that matter, what, uh, what can you tell me about them? Well, this
4: was... At a dinner, there was a first a presentation by Doctor Smith. This was at the
3: Society. You would know this better than I do, Professor. It was the Challenger lectures. If you remember, we went to uh, uh, we went to see uh, Julius Smith. Uh, he, he did a, a fantastic presentation on um, um, yes, the supernatural and and, and the spiritual. If you remember, and uh, and and then we went for uh, um, for the dinner after. Correct. I'm doing all this to calm
4: Richard's nerves here, since and I'm hoping it's working. You know, walking him carefully through it because he looks like he's about ready to lose it.
0: Yeah, you can tell from his his expression; he looks like he's ready to jump out of his skin.
4: So this was the dinner. There was the issue with a Turkish gentleman there. I didn't clearly see him. I believe the professor here and another American saw him as well as uh, one of our other associates. I believe I had my back turned and they tried pursuing him. And that is why the professor ended up being in a hotel that evening. Does this sound correct,
3: professor? Well, yes. If you remember during the lecture, one of these Turkish gentlemen was uh, was looking at Julius and... um and then was looking back to us, and it appeared to be the same gent that followed us to the dinner. He, he wasn't sat down eating; he was just sort of loitering, hanging around. Miss Miss Bellinger did uh, did suggest that we should uh, approach the man, uh, ask him what he wanted. I mean, this—if you recall—I mean, nothing had happened then; it was somewhat suspicious and and unusual. But nobody had been burned or murdered, not at that point.
0: But now, Professor, people have been burned and murdered.
3: It's terrible, isn't
0: it? I've looked into this uh, situation at the library, and I have some continuing questions for staff there at the library. Sorry to say that there's been no body retrieved from the library. Inspector, how did you lose a body? I lost nothing. It was never reported.
4: Then you definitely must have odds with the people at the library and the constables who were there.
0: I plan to shortly after this. What I'm trying to ascertain, he turns back to you, Richard, is, should I let you leave the country? Because it seems to me that it's not only potentially one
3: murder that you're a part of, or at least something to you, but now two. I was a part of nothing. I was with, uh, during the dinner, I mean, I don't know when these things happened, but I was, I was with people all the time.
0: Um, and, you can, and you can state for clarity. Uh, and certainty at those times,
3: where you were and who you were with, yes. Well, I, I mean, since these terrible events have happened, I've I've been with others continually. Um, Mister Griffith here has been uh, keeping an eye on me, giving me a hand over the last few days, and uh, um, we've we we've recently been on a train to uh, uh, a a place near Oxford, Maplebrook. I don't obviously know when these murders were committed. Um, mm. I can't tell you for sure whether I was there or. Um, I mean, whether where I was at, at those times, I mean, I... Yes, it's just
4: horrifying. I can confirm that the professor was with me at Maplebrook at the time that the body was found in the library. Mm-hmm. I was also aware of him in the preceding 24 hours, so I sincerely doubt he was in any way affiliated with the body at the library. Additionally... Although I cannot confirm that the body in his residence was not the work of the professor, I will vouch for him in this instance.
0: Hmm. He leans forward just, just a slight bit and he again assesses you a bit, Richard. Well, I don't believe you're a man of murder. Not just yet. And if what you've said is true about the Situation at the library. Uh, you don't seem to be someone who's likely to commit the crime twice. Now, from what I know of Mr. Griffith's standings, uh, he is a man to be trusted. I don't believe he would cover for a double murderer either. So, I cannot let you back into the house. It's a crime scene. It's Not even to claim some of your items. Yes, I quite understand. Can he turns back to you, Simon. We've spoken about my guidelines, yes? We have, sir. I expect you to hold to them fast, you understand?
4: I understand. And as I told you, I will not report all, but I will let you know where we are.
0: Well, I'm sure if I have to reach out and contact you, I'll be able to get a hold of you. Of course, sir.
4: Also, one thing to point out, If you have a skinned gentleman, the professor here is a professor of mathematics, not biology. (laughs) This is an important thing
0: to think of. No, quite frankly, the professor here looks like he's made for the classroom.
4: And not a vivisectionist.
0: Make sure you keep your nose clean, Mr. Cod.
3: Of
5: course.
0: And we will be allowed to
4: leave the country, correct, sir? As long as we abide by what we
0: discussed. Provided I don't have any further uh, discoveries
3: before you leave. Yes.
4: I hope not. If so, there would be news to
3: me as well. Quite had enough of the events of, of late. Another discovery would not be welcome.
0: I will then uh, off you go then.
3: Yes, good day. Good day to you, sir. Professor?
0: Yes?
4: Let's go get you a drink. <laughs>
0: A drink of tea, because, well, it's 10 in the morning, and if, I'm not sure Richard's stomach is up for, for perhaps a whiskey at 10 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Maybe not, though.
4: And then we need to go get you some clothes.
3: Yes. So, um, yeah, Richard's, Richard's shaken. He's got some questions he should probably ask, but uh, his mind isn't there at the minute. His mind is everywhere else. Richard, give me an idea roll. Uh, 23, which is a, yeah, that's a hard success. So you have
0: been stumbling around mentally for a moment after the uh, inspector's uh, rather direct questioning and you suddenly come upon a very concerning thought. If they are targeting you and they've hit your office clearly and they have hit your your friend and mentor and they've hit your house where else have you been?
3: And where else might they go? That's a very good point. So Richard is going to, well, doesn't uh, probably try a, a public phone box and, uh, and give Maggie a call. To check she's okay.
0: Yeah, public phone boxes aren't hard to find. Um, so you slip into a phone box, and with uh, Simon waiting carefully outside, because I doubt the two of you would fit in the phone box together, uh, you place a call to uh, the Ballinger residence. Um, Maggie, you hear the phone ring.
2: Yeah. I probably wouldn't answer it.
0: No. I don't know. I don't not. think I'm
2: used to answering it.
0: <laughs> probably not. But uh, but David straight away does. He's uh, yeah. fairly quick. Uh, Bellinger isn't. You oh. hear the voice say.
3: Hello. It's uh, it's Professor Courtney here.
0: Hmm. Yes, sir.
3: Um, is Miss Bellinger available?
0: You'd be good enough to wait just a moment. I'll see if she's available. Thank you. You see David enter the sitting room, Maggie, and he says, uh, you're, uh, is a Professor Courtney on the phone for you.
2: Oh! no, oh, that's, uh, a nice surprise. I will take it.
0: He walks back. He kind of, he doesn't walk you to the phone, but he kind of walks with you long enough that if you needed to ask or tell him anything, you'd be able to, and yeah. then once you get to the
3: phone, he goes elsewhere.
2: Okay. Um, hello, uh, Richard?
3: Maggie? I'm afraid I've had a terrible thought Um, what with all these comings and goings and happenings um, I'm afraid the one thing in common with all these murders and fires and and all the rest of it seems to be me Um, whoever these people are seem to be targeting people I know places I've been Um, I was rather concerned about you Um, you haven't seen anything suspicious have you?
2: I don't uh, think that I have.
3: No, well, you should you should be careful.
2: You don't think that um, myself and Aunt Edith uh, would be in danger, do you?
3: Well, I wouldn't have thought my students were, uh, um, were in danger either. But uh, if you'd have asked me, and I'd have told you, I'd have been wrong.
2: Oh, uh, well, yes now that you pointed out, I am quite worried.
3: Yes. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to concern you, but, uh, I I think it's only fair to warn you. I would suggest that we, um, uh, maybe find a a safer place for you, um, before we leave soon. Would that, does that seem sensible? I mean, Simon can, um, uh, look after us, keep guard?
2: Well, I, I would hate to uh, leave aunt edith so soon um i did plan on seeing her for a a couple more days you think that i would she would be safer without me here i
3: i do um maybe she could go somewhere else um i you, did you did you mention you had somewhere else in in england or i i don't i don't recall oh, uh
2: no um my i only have my aunt edith here there are if they if safety is in numbers there are quite a few other people here re- right now
3: yes yes i i think she'd be safe i am I'm, I'm sure the whole thing will be fine as soon as as soon as i've left uh, left london but uh, i I'm, I'm just concerned uh, you could meet us later i'm i'm visiting um uh, lady elizabeth later on this afternoon but um perhaps perhaps this afternoon afterwards we could uh, uh, we could arrange something
2: oh um yes um, that might be the perfect time to sort this all out
3: yes yes
2: would you like to go there to, together we could meet here and then head there
3: yes i i don't know why lady elizabeth didn't invite you but um yes of course of course you should uh, of course yes yes you should you should you should come with me
2: it would seem safer that way
3: yes and 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 then simon can uh, can could, could look after us until at least we we leave this place.
2: Yes, again. can.
0: If we're all happy with that, then we can move a clock forward a bit towards tea time. So, Mister Fraser, the uh, the Kensington residence has been under uh, quite frankly a deluge of rain today. Uh, the gardens are a sopping mess at this point. Um, oh, can't be bothered um, to to be able to make any work of it, and so you've you've been stuck inside, but. You've been busily preparing for the journey ahead in the next few days. One, one thing, which one thing did not get wet would have been the morning paper. Um, the Telegraph has a rather, um, well, quite a rather stunning story. It catches your eye before it's placed uh, anywhere near her ladyship. Um, but given your previous conversation, it seems timely.
5: That is uh, one of the things that would be brought to her ladyship uh, with her breakfast, uh, the, the daily paper but uh, if there's anything that catches my eye and there's a particular note in there
0: yeah um, so not so much in particular i'm assuming you're you're uh, having been a member of staff for for long um you can probably slow walk breakfast up just just a bit to be able to kind of read in a bit of what uh what's been written on it so it does seem that there has been uh, a solicitor appointed on uh, the um, on this Alexander's end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A Solicitor named by the last name of uh, Finlay. And Mr. Uh, Finlay.
5: Is this a London solicitor?
0: It is. It's actually, technically speaking, I suppose you would you would he would be addressed by as as first Viscount Finlay.
5: Oh. Okay. Uh,
0: so he is he has taken the case, as it were. So that would uh, that would probably pique your interest. It's about all you get, other than you know that it's now leaked to the papers and it is in the hands of a solicitor who has title.
5: Are there details uh, in the uh, the story that I can see about exactly what the nature of the case is? Is, is it clear that it is um, a man who is <clears throat> who is claiming uh, the in some way that he is an heir of Maplebrook and estate
0: it is clear that that is the claim that is being made and the the telegraph uses words like well documented properly prepared case the the read that the paper seems to be getting out on is that um, there are certain ducks and they have been placed in rows
5: I'm thinking as well that it might not be a bad idea to place a quick telephone call to Maplebrook um, to ensure that um uh, her ladyship, um, the the uh, dowager, Lady North- Northbrook, um, is does not accidentally happen to glance at that particular newspaper or any others that might be carrying this
0: story. Yeah, I would say if you had time and you wanted to uh, ring Mr. Meadows, you would be able to get a hold of him and put that information in his hand.
5: That's good, because um, that would be the last thing we'd need. I'll bring uh, Lady Elizabeth's breakfast to her, and I'll make sure that the, the newspaper is, is kind of positioned fairly prominently on the tray, so that uh, so that she sees she sees what there is to see.
0: Lady Elizabeth, uh, Miss Fraser enters with your morning breakfast.
1: Good morning, Fraser.
5: Good morning, Your ladyship. I have uh, your breakfast here for you, um, and the telegraph.
1: Thank you. Is everything all right, Fraser? You look like you've seen a ghost.
5: There is a piece in the newspaper this morning which uh, might be of particular interest to you, your ladyship. Uh, page, page four.
1: Oh dear.
5: <clears throat> uh, just to set your mind at rest before before you read it, I, I have already um, been in touch uh, with um, with uh, Mr. Brewster. at uh, uh, maybe...
1: Oh dear. Yes, thank you for. Calling to ensure a mother doesn't see this.
5: Of course, of course. Um, Is this Viscount Finley known to you, your leadership?
1: Hmm. Uh, Is he?
0: (laughs) He, He's known as a doctor and a politician who also is a solicitor.
1: He's a solicitor, that's all I know.
5: Very well, I'll I'll attempt to see if I can find any more information uh, uh, about him, about uh, what type of gentleman he is.
1: Yes, well... It,
5: it strikes me that anyone wishing to, to take on such a case, if you don't mind me saying so, your ladyship, uh, is perhaps somewhat less than a
1: gentleman. No, I don't quite understand what he hopes to gain from this, because even if he is Alexander, is the oldest son, he's still a bastard. He was an unrecognised bastard, even, there's no way he can claim the title.
5: Well, I would imagine that this Viscount Fenley is probably looking for uh, fame and recognition. Yeah, perhaps he believes he does have some sort of a, a case that he can win, although I think that hardly likely.
1: Yes, yeah, so or he's just looking to get names in the papers. I wonder if he's got a grudge against uh, Raymond or a father. Hmm.
5: Indeed, perhaps that might, might be the case, Your Ladyship. Uh, unfortunately, uh, these types of individuals do exist in the world.
1: Well, this is not the way I wanted to start my morning.
5: No, Your Leadership.
1: Thank you for bringing this to my attention.
5: Uh, my pleasure your ladyship well um, I use the word pleasure uh, my duty your ladyship
1: yes I understand Uh, see what you can find Fraser and uh, let me know anything you find out
5: I shall indeed your ladyship uh, and uh, I will perhaps also um, purchase one of the uh, one of the tabloid newspapers uh, as well and see what uh, in what manner they are reporting this if indeed they are at all
1: Yes, I'm sure they are. You know how they do love a good scandal.
5: Indeed, Your Ladyship.
1: Very well, Fraser. Uh, you may go about your duties. I'm going to do some reading this morning before the American invasion this afternoon.
5: (laughs) Quite so, Your Ladyship, yes, yes. uh, It seems there's a deluge of uh, rain from the heavens and uh, Americans from the streets. (laughs)
1: I think I prefer the former, but here we are. All right. Thank you, Fraser. That'll be all.
5: Very well, your ladyship. And if there's anything else, uh, of course, just ring.
1: Of course. All
0: right. So, uh, I suppose then, uh, really, a bit, a bit brief. But, uh, Miss Fraser, you're uh, planning uh, some sp- specific moves socially to uh, mm-hmm. find out what's going on.
5: Primarily, I'm I'm wanting to find out. From whatever means uh, at my disposal, um, a little bit more about this Viscount Finlay, about what sort of a man he is, what what uh, what other cases his uh, his solicitors firm may have taken on, and how successful they've been.
0: After a, a few hours of, um, say, maybe playing telephone or whatnot, or, or um, checking in with people that you know in the area who are who are maybe a little bit more connected. Uh, this is not a um, solicitor that's not known for his attempt to. Uh, to, to climb ladders, as it were. Uh, he's taken on some really concerning cases over the past decade or so, and he's managed to ball them and up and, and use them to uh, to gain some, some fair prominence in uh, certain legal circles. Now, um, these circles are, uh, vary, of course, by opinion, but uh, I you get a read that he is a fairly successful lawyer?
5: Do I get a read that he is a... Does he have scruples, or his, are his, um, is, is the manner in which he's gained his success by uh, taking on uh, cases that uh, will draw attention to him? Is he is, is he kind of flamboyant, and, and does he seem to stand up for the little man, or does he seem to take cases that will uh, make a make a name for himself?
0: He is the type of uh, solicitor who has, I guess, built. Some of his early works, some of his early cases were uh, trade union cases. And uh, he did a lot of work in and around uh, New Haven. Uh, and then eventually came down towards the London area when the cases got to be a little bit more lucrative or a little bit more socially lucrative, so to speak. Maybe build himself as, a, as an everyman uh, at the beginning. But it's clear now that he's picked a path. And that path is about um, you know, potentially... Uh, becoming something more than he is.
5: Mm. Okay, it does it, I mean it does seem to Fraser that um he's kind of trying to gauge what this 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 man thinks he or believes he's going to achieve by uh, by uh taking on this case because it would seem that as lady elizabeth has said that he has nothing really to gain other than the the, the discrediting a family, you know, dragging them through the dirt as it were in public. Um rather than any possibility of, of, of his client, he and his client actually winning the case because even if it's even if the, the, the connection is proved, then it doesn't necessarily mean that he'll get anything because that would be entirely between the family and, and, uh, and the man.
0: Your um, leads probably lead you more towards that he's looking to become something more than he is, maybe a privy counsellor or something like that. And what he's looking for is the social clout to do so Mm -hmm. it's not that he lacks the legal experience nor the legal acumen it's that he himself uh, needs a bit more social clout to get his name in certain circles and you think potentially that his aim is to prove that maybe the um, former earl of northbrook was not everything he said he was and so you believe it's likely that this arrow comes from someone else's quiver that he is simply acting instead of someone who wants to act in this place.
5: When this is supposed to have taken place, when this this, this, this man was born, how that coincides with his lordship's marriage to Lady Helen, whether or not it is possible, in fact, that this, this man is the child of um, a woman who was married, perhaps in secret, to his lordship, potentially even prior to his uh, you know his, his actual you know his let's let's call it real marriage um, to right. lady Helen because if that were the case then perhaps he would have a claim to the uh, to the estate
0: and the thing that you would lack in that regard is the papers that likely this solicitor has yeah if he supposedly has uh, looked and seen at these documents because you, you know that that no no one's going to bring a case unless they actually see the evidence. And so mm. it must be that he either believes the evidence or he believes he can make the evidence believable.
5: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and I'm also kind of, or Fraser's also kind of bearing strongly in mind that the, these, these documents that were stolen from Maplebrook and what might have been contained in them that could be pertinent to the case, mm. um, which is, is troubling him somewhat that uh, he'd also want to try and get in touch with William um, perha- and perhaps any other of the servants um, at Maplebrook who would have been there longer than him and potentially, if they weren't actually present at the time, would maybe have some knowledge of this particular woman. That Because uh, Fraser's quite, quite aware that um, his lordship had more than one affair um, throughout the course of his, his marriage and throughout the course of his life, indeed. So if, if he can maybe try and narrow down... Who this woman might have been, then, and uh, and he might he might be able to get some some sort of sense of uh, whether or not it is likely that the, that this Alexander chap does have a genuine claim to to the title, and also how potentially it might connect up to to the book and to the you know the, the current events that are, are going on around us.
0: Okay, well, you put your um, lines out there for William. Uh, you don't get in direct contact with him, but you know that the staff there will get a message to him when he's uh, available. So maybe just a day or two on that information.
5: Okay. But that's probably going to take me quite some time to do all that.
0: But that said, um, there is tea to get to. And um, as much as you've wrangled a bit of the day, the clock does seem to stand in defiance of all your desires
5: well in that case um i will uh, go and just see to the tea i'll 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 offer to um deal with taking the tea um to lady elizabeth in in the in, in the study or um possibly in the morning room um that that afternoon because obviously i i've kind of i've met the different individuals um almost on a social sort of level uh, mm. that that are involved in it and uh, so rather than have one one of the uh, the other servants uh, deal with it. I'll, 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 offer to um, to bring in the tea and uh, to lay it out for them, just as a sort of personal touch for
0: them. Wonderful. You are alerted soon thereafter uh, that uh, by Mister Hughes that there is a um, well several people on the doorstep again um, for uh, Lady Elizabeth. Oh, Mister Hughes, thank you. I'll,
5: uh, I'll I'll take care of this. I'll I'll, I'll see them in. Be quite sure. Yes, no, that's not a problem at all. I'll see them into the parlor and then uh, uh, I'll let her ladyship know and, uh, and then I'll, I'll take them through and into the morning room.
0: Wonderful. Richard, Maggie and Simon, you arrive properly uh, on time for tea back at Kensington. Uh, it is still raining. Uh, it has eased up a bit from this morning at around 10, but the, uh, the streets here are just slick with water.
5: Ah, good afternoon, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Miss Bellinger, uh, allow me to take your coats, please. To to come come in out of the rain.
2: Oh, thank you.
5: Yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, yes, I'll will t- take your umbrella as well. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you'd care to uh, just wait in the parlor for a few moments, I'll I'll let uh, her ladyship know that you're here, and uh, and once she's ready, I'll uh, see you through. Okay.
3: He seems a little more um,
5: cheery today, doesn't he?
2: Yes, he does.
5: I'll pop through into. Um, I'm, I'm presuming that uh, Lady Elizabeth is is in either the library or um, or the morning room, perhaps. And uh, I'll pop through and say, um, "Your Ladyship, uh, <clears throat> Mister Courtney, Mister Griffith, and Miss Bellinger have arrived."
1: Ah, uh, yes. So she came after all.
5: She did. Where would you like uh, Where would you like to seat them?
1: Uh, the sitting room will be fine, I suppose.
5: Very good, Your Ladyship.
1: I'll be right through. Thank you, Fraser.
5: So I'll pop through and uh, say, Gentlemen, Miss Ballinger, uh, if you'd care to follow me, uh, Lady Elizabeth uh, will see you in the drawing room. Uh, she'll be along shortly. She's just uh, attending to one or two other matters. I'll guide them through into the drawing room.
0: And so after matters are attended to, um, Lady Elizabeth joins the lot of you. Can I offer you
5: some uh, tea uh, or uh, we have coffee as well, if uh, that's your preference? Oh, uh, tea tea would be fantastic, thank you.
2: I will take some coffee, yes.
5: Some coffee. And how do you take your coffee, Miss Ballinger? Just black. Mr. Fraser will uh, expertly attend to your uh, refreshment requirements.
0: Cake? Miss Fraser, you notice that uh, the professor is... He looks a little concerned. Not when you offer the cake, but just uh, in general. He's he's a little bit more uh, sweaty than usual, probably.
1: Uh, I come walking in... Uh, With my backup cane today, because my first one still needs a repair after our trip. Um, Ah, welcome, everyone. Glad to see you could make it. Miss Bellinger, Professor, Mr. Griffith.
3: Lady Elizabeth, good to see you again.
2: Yes, hello, Lady Elizabeth. I hope you don't mind that uh, Richard invited me along. It seemed Mm. that we had some, uh, matters to discuss and thought that this might be a good place to do so. Also, I have something that may be of interest to you, I think?
1: Of course. I'll always, uh, happy to entertain our cousin- American cousins. Please have a seat.
2: Oh, of course. Thank you.
1: What is it you would like to show me, Miss Bellinger? Me and
2: my Aunt Edith went to the library uh, just the other day, and um, I'm not sure if you've- if- Heard if it's in the papers at all, but we found a dead body there, oh my. and it it was uh, uh, quite quite dis- disturbing. I've, I've me and Richard and um, Mr. Griffith have have gone to look at the library, but um, I'm n- I'm not sure if I, I actually drew the body, and I didn't know if maybe you, um, with your broader knowledge, could maybe discern anything from it.
1: No, well, I haven't seen that many dead bodies, but all right. Well, it, it was quite strange because it was skinned. And both of her eyebrows just go up. <laughs> strange company you keep, Miss Bellinger? Uh, well, I did not
2: know this man, but, um, it does turn out that he was a student of Richard's.
1: Just sort of turn my head slowly to look at Richard.
3: Yes, I'm afraid another one, um, has, uh, has befallen, uh, this this fate. Um, it seems that um, they may be following us, um, which was partly the reason I invited Miss uh, Miss Bellinger Maggie here to uh, um, to, co- to come here with me. Um, uh, Simon, do you, do you have that note um, from my desk?
4: Yes, I do, Professor. Um, Let's not put all our cards on the table right away. Let's go over what we have and figure out what we're doing.
2: Well, it's quite rude now for us to tell Lady Elizabeth that we have cards that we aren't
1: showing her, don't you think? Let me see your drawing, Miss Bellinger.
2: Yes, of course. And I will get out my notebook and uh, show uh, Lady Elizabeth. And as I, I hand it to her, I'll uh, further explain. And he was, he was seated at a at a desk with a, a copy of Arabian Nights. And the most disturbing part was there was a, I thought it was a piece of paper in front of him, and I picked it up and it was skin. That must have been dreadful. Yes, it said the skinless one will not be denied. Have you heard of this skinless one?
0: Okay, so um, the the drawing she shows you is very graphic. Uh, The skin around the face and uh, actually the whole of the head has been removed. Um, What is both disturbing and uh, rather attention-drawing is the fact that it seems to have been done with a well-trained hand. So there are no rips and tears of the muscle or the veins or the associated flesh underneath. It has been done in a way which medically is likely... Well, talented. It's the focus that Miss Bellinger's hands uh, have taken in this drawing and going to the eyes and showing that they are still uh, snapped to attention, still staring out at the world.
1: Is this when I make a sand roll? You bet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Uh, That is an 89 over 70. Okay, so you
0: lose a point, Sandy.
1: Okay. Uh, oh my. Uh, seems you have quite skills and artist, Miss Bellinger. No, thank you. Is there something I should be uh, looking for in in this uh, image? Not in particular.
2: I just know that you have knowledge and experiences that I don't, and I, so I thought that any of it might mean something to you. the The image quite. Stuck in my head, and I just felt the need to get it out on paper.
1: Yes, I can see that. And said the the skinless one sh- shall not be denied. Is that is that what you said? Uh, n- yes, it said the skinless one will not be denied. Uh, does this strike any chords with me, Mike?
0: You could make an occult roll.
1: Okay.
0: You would have to impress me, but you'd have to make an occult roll.
1: that's a four zero zero four (laughs) Um,
0: in in some of the texts that you had read before uh, you do remember hearing a reference to uh, maybe it was a Middle Eastern uh, practice maybe it was a uh, practice from India uh, that there were uh, incantations which could be used to uh, sever the body's connection to the host. Uh, and these incantations were sometimes done in praise to a being they referenced called the skinless one. Um, it's really uh, obscure. There's not a lot of information that you have in in, in your memory banks for it. Um, you'd have to look either in your, your libraries to see if there's other information or uh, perhaps uh, consult other tomes
1: I don't know very much this is very very strange very rare sort of occurrence but uh yes the skinless one I believe is some sort of uh Indian deity of, of some kind and I remember reading uh, in one of father's books actually about these uh, this cult they would they believed something along the lines of if you could remove the skin you could remove the soul from, from the body it's very strange father wouldn't let me read more about it
4: if I may you may this body that Miss Maggie found and she reported to the librarians and constables came in never made it back to Scotland Yard really yes can't
1: explain why it wasn't in the papers this morning I suppose Yes. Well, it says to me, then, that there must be someone fairly high up, or at least uh, powerful involved, if you can keep something so completely quiet.
4: And, additionally, when we went in and investigated the professor's office, as he requested, a note was left on his desk, and I have it here... And I I take out the note, carefully fold it up. It is also on skin. And it says that the professor's student was a naughty boy, which implies that the body found at the library was this professor's student. We have not confirmed any of this yet, but he has not been home.
3: At this point, you can see a shiver go down Richard's spine as he realizes that the note that he picked up and read earlier was made of skin.
1: (laughs) Now, this doesn't look promising now, does it, for your student professor? I'd rather uh, not touch that if you don't mind, Mr. Uh
4: That's fine, ma'am. I fold it back up and stick it back in my pocket.
0: It's, it's a little difficult to fold up what with the skin fol- hair follicles rubbing at your fingertips, but you managed to do so. Gross. I've handled worse.
2: Maggie is also quite taken aback by this, having had picked up a skin
1: parchment herself
4: I don't look flustered at all by doing this
1: Professor you said that you invited uh, Miss Bellinger here along because you have some concerns for her safety well yes
3: um I mean we first saw these Turkish gentlemen at the, the the challenger lecture Professor Smith's home has been burned down along with most of him um And two of my students have now been murdered. Um, it seems that whoever I talk to, wherever I go, um, trouble follows, death follows.
1: Well, that's very pleasant to hear, considering you're in my parlour.
3: Ma'am? Yes, I quite see what you mean.
1: Yes, Mr. Griffith?
3: Do you
4: remember what I mentioned back at Maplebrook? Uh,
1: there were multiple things, uh... Which one are you referring to?
4: About people being interested in the item the professor was carrying, and also your book. They may be pursuing you as well. Anyway, is there anything that you know of about people pursuing this book, or around Maplebrook or Kensington?
1: Well, we know there was a break-in at uh, Maplebrook, and I have reason to potentially connect the, the book with what's going on. Hmm. But I don't know of anyone following me or keeping an eye on the house. Fraser hasn't uh, informed me of any such goings-on.
5: I know your ladyship as far as I'm aware there is nobody watching the house, but uh, perhaps uh, it would be prudent of me to take a little turn around the gardens, just Just to be on the safe side.
1: Yes. I I think we're fairly safe here.
4: Lady Elizabeth, you are of a more visible character, so I doubt you are in as much danger as anyone else. But even so, I do believe we are being watched.
1: Yes, well, when you're in my position, you get used to being watched. Papers following you everywhere, etc.
4: And it's entirely possible Miss Maggie is in danger. Yes, yes. That was
3: quite the point.
1: Lady Elizabeth takes a very deep breath. Miss Bellinger. Yes? Would you feel more safe uh, were you to uh, stay elsewhere? I I understand your aunt's uh, household may not be the safest place for you. Well, um, with
2: Richard's concern for me, yes, I I do think it would be good if... I stayed um, somewhere else, not only for my safety, but I would also be concerned for my aunt's safety um, if something were to happen to me
1: or if someone were to be after me while I was at her house. Very well. We're leaving the day after tomorrow as it is, so you shall stay here. Mr. Fraser, please uh, pass along instructions to have a room made up for Miss Bellinger.
5: Of course, Your Ladyship.
1: Thank
2: you. I do appreciate your hospitality. I, I don't know anyone
1: else here. Yes, we can't have you staying on your own, and of course you can't stay with the professor and uh, Mister Griffith here. So it's the only logical decision. And she smiles slightly, painfully.
5: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll make up a room on the third floor for uh, Miss Ballinger.
1: Oh yes, the blue room.
5: Indeed, Your Ladyship. Mr. Fraser knows very well that that room is quite some distance from her ladyship's own room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Then I suppose that's as good a time to any to call it. And so just a day or so out from our first official train ride, we thank you so much for listening. We thank our patron backers for their support. and uh, next session, we'll see you on the train.